Welcome to Geared Towards Growth with Lauren Hoffman, providing listeners with motivation and encouragement to further a growth mindset. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geared Towards Growth with Lauren Hoffman. I am sitting here today with Ellie Latelli, who just so happens to be one of my best friends. Uh, I have a bio from him, so I'm going to read that. He says, I'm an experienced bilingual engineer that first and foremost strongly believes in the importance of integrity and making people a priority. I have a unique ability to effectively communicate my thoughts and ideas in both intimate and large crowd settings. My professional roles have been under program management and, de- and development of web application tools. My technical breadth consists of, but not limited to, big data analysis, 3D modeling, agile, MLR, Tableau, Python, and Six Sigma. In my current role as, as the focal of an all-enhanced web application tool, I primarily translate the customer's needs slash wants to the development team while providing creative solutions that increase my team's overall productivity. I enjoy using my technical skills to connect with developers while leveraging my program management skills to bridge them to the less technical aspect of the business. Ellie is also a mentor and he feels very strongly about mentorship and being a mentee. I'm super excited to have him on my show today. Please welcome Ellie Latelli. Wow. Wow. I'm wow. That was well done. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Ellie. Gosh, we've been wanting to do this now for for forever. It's just, uh, it's great to be able to talk to you about something that we both feel so passionate about. Yeah, honestly, I I remember thinking I was like, uh, when am I am I I ever going to get a chance to get on this podcast? I think I gotta I gotta be big. I'm not big enough yet. I gotta I gotta I gotta do more (laughs) so I (laughs) earn the right to be on here. But no, I'm, I'm glad that you invited me over. No, yeah, Ellie, you're you're doing great things in the aerospace engineering uh, space, I guess, and are just doing great things in general. And I know that you feel equally, if not more strongly, about mentorship as I do. And so that's mainly why I chose you to be on this episode focusing around mentorship. Yeah, it's one of our favorite topics. We've talked about it. But yeah, yeah. for sure. So I guess I just want to start out by kind of giving people a background on both of our journeys with mentorship. And I, I would love if you would just kind of start, maybe give us an idea of how you got involved with mentorship and, and why you feel so passionate about it and where you're at with it now. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think on like a very technical term, like when we're talking about like, you know, the technical definition of what a mentor looks like, you know, the kind of stuff that they teach you in in school, like get a mentor, get a mentor. I didn't actually have one most of uh, high school and a lot of college. Um, I've always had people that I looked up to that I, that were older than me and more experienced in other things. Like I've I had a lot of spiritual mentors, I would say, where it's, you know, it's technically not like a a, a professional mentor or anything like that. So I never really identified them as that. But yeah, no, definitely growing up, I had I had a lot of that. Obviously, my parents, right? They're they're probably my number one, my number one mentors or number one tied number one (laughs) mom and dad. um, You know, they're both very, very smart, um, just very motivational. They're definitely probably the, the biggest aspect or, or the biggest influence of um, success and really just 
uh, integrity and grit and all that. And so I give them those creds for sure. But cool. I would say it wasn't until I uh, really got into my junior year where I started really treating, um, looking at the rest of my career and where I wanted to be and then seeking out people that were in what I thought I wanted to be. And so I started seeking mm -hmm. out those relationships and um, it never quite happened as, I don't know, it never quite happened as um, mechanical for me. It was always like organic in a sense where like I would meet um, like one of, one of my first mentors, one of my first professional mentors, I actually met him at a, a job fair and, uh, oh. you know, I asked for his, his contact and uh, found him on LinkedIn. And that's kind of how we, we hit it off. And, you know, I asked to, to meet up with them and everything like that. And we ended up doing that. And uh, yeah, and that, that's really, that's really how I think is the theme of all my mentorship relationships. They were all very, they're all very organic and it was just kind of like, oh, I just happened to be here and this person really struck my interest. And so I decided to reach out to them. And um, I think that also extended post-college, you know, even when I got to, to Boeing, um, which is where I work now, um, I just kind of got in the right rooms as I was doing extracurricular things around around Boeing, uh, building up different organizations for young professionals. Uh, we got a lot of attention from leadership. And so with that, um, I got just got in contact with some some pretty, pretty up there leaders uh, within the company and one specifically uh, just kind of stayed in contact with and that's where that kind of happened. And so Sorry, that might have been too long, but no, I guess that's that's, that's exactly general. what I was looking for. <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was looking for. Ellie, I think that that's something that I've always admired about you and your relationship, so to speak, with mentorship is that it's always so organic for you. It doesn't seem like it's ever super mechanical, which is really cool. And I, I think alone, that is a skill. You know what I mean? Like it is a skill to be able to walk into a room and be able to, um, use your discretion and, and discernment to figure out, okay, this, this person seems like somebody that I want to be like, and then take the steps and initiative to figure out how to make them somebody that you're meeting with, you know, consistently. Um, speaking of consistency, how, how often would you say that you meet with mentors or what's, what's been your journey with that? What's that looked like? Uh, mm. you know, what it used to look like versus what it looks like now, or is it the same? Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll, before I answer that, I think I'm probably gonna break down uh, my mentor world or mentorship world. Yeah. Um, and kind of how it looks like for me. And so in currently right now, I would say I would kind of separate, I would separate it into, um, I would separate the or categorize my different mentors from like a, a professional mentor, mentor a lifestyle mentor and a spiritual mentor. And some, some I, have, I have one, I have one specifically that kind of encompasses, you know, all different, all three categories, all in one, right? But um, as far as professional mentorship, I have, I have, I have about two uh, in Boeing right now. And then I have one outside of Boeing, but the one outside of Boeing, lives in Charlotte and I we haven't really gotten a chance to catch up or anything like that just because 
you know, COVID obviously distance and different things like that. And so I think, and, and I think that says something too. It's not that, you know, just because someone is, you know, plays a really big impact on your life in a certain season, doesn't mean that they have to play that same impact of your life for your, you know, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not something that's so, you know, oh, once I pick him, it's forever, right? Like you're not getting married to these people. There's no contract, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, it's, and you're also not using, right? Because at the same time, the, a, a true mentor is someone that is willing to pour into because they realize someone has poured into them. And so they're like, I want to pour into someone else, yeah. you know, whether it's for a season, whether it's for a time and no one's salty if, that connection breaks up over time due to whatever reason, right? Whether you you level up or you become a, you know, you're, you're in, in a different state of life and things just happen, right? Um, and so I have I have that. I have two professional mentors. The one from Boeing, um, I would say, I would say the more things happen, because he's also obviously really busy. Yeah. Um, they both are. But the more that you know, as, as your career just kind of progresses, you'll realize that about once every three months is kind of how consistent I am with my professional mentors and just like checking up. And uh, a lot of times I have to reach out to them because I know they're busy, right? And so yeah. I don't feel like I'm bothering them because I know, you know, they, they, want, to, they want to do that. Um, and they've already done so much for me, right? Whether it's even opening, opening doors for me and so I, I know that there's no shame in me reaching out to them you know at least three times a month professionally and then my lifestyle mentors I would say those these are just people that uh, are consistently in my life like right now that may be older than me maybe 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 even around the same age these are just people that I look up to and I I'm just like you know I, I like what you're doing I like where your head's at I like your spirit um, and um, and, and they, they have something to teach me. And it could be, it can be the most random things, right? It could just be like, you know, teaching me how, I don't know, maybe they're, they're just really good at dealing with people or dealing with conflict, right? And so I treat them like, I'll never be like, hey, you're my mentor, you know, but I treat that as like, I like how you dealt with that. I'm going to take that, right? And, mm-hmm. and just people putting, putting you onto games. So whether I've had a lot of people, uh, a lot of friends actually, um, specifically one friend that is around my age, but I would almost consider a lifestyle mentor because he's putting me onto things like stocks and crypto and he's helped me a lot in that sphere. And so his, that knowledge too, I like, I try to push it back out through social media or through whoever is curious. And so that's, that's more like a daily thing because we're almost more like friends, right? But yeah. There is that level of mentorship there. And then I would say spiritual. And so the, these are people that, these are people that were, were for me, obviously being, um, you know, I, I'm a man of faith. And so, you know, having a good spiritual mentor, someone that understands where you are spiritually and can understand where you're going and, you know, can, can, cannot judge you can can relate to you right and and just be able to speak life into you um and kind of revive your soul and your spirit i have that guy and um and he's awesome and he 
kind of doubles down as my professional mentor as well. But I, I'd say I speak to him maybe like once every six months because once again, he's also very busy because he's, he's yeah. very high up in his in his job. Um, but um, yeah, so that's kind of how I break that down. It just depends, right? And I think my lifestyle mentors are just more like every day. I just speak to them, their friends, you know, professional, just as, as much as I need to, you know, throughout the week, but definitely try to keep it within three months and uh, cool. spiritual mentors, same thing as much as I need to, but sometimes it's more of like, you know, once, once every four or five months, maybe six months. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel similarly. I have a lot of, uh, you know, similar types of mentorship in, in my life. And I guess I'll kind of give you my journey on that. And then I want to yeah. get into a little bit more on why you became passionate about mentorship because mm-hmm. your passion for it has really increased my passion for it. So, um, for me, I, I guess my story is a little bit different in that I grew up around mentorship. Like, I feel like it's always been a really big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I was younger. My parents would send me to a camp for a few weeks during summer and it was called new life camp shout out in Raleigh, North Carolina. (laughs) And I loved camp, but what was so special to me about camp was that the camp counselors that I would meet during the summer, I would also see during the school year at camp when I would play basketball at camp, because they did like you played basketball during the school year there. And then you would go to summer camp. Mm. And I met so many amazing people who we're just on the right path in life. Like people who were doing good things on the right path. And, and for me, I really felt like a lot of those people were, you know, uh, spiritually where I wanted to be. Uh, Mm. and so, you know, as time went on, I I would meet people and I would say when I was probably about 10 or 11, I met a girl by the name of Mary Williams. She was probably in high school at that point, maybe. And I just noticed something different about her. Like I was like, I want to be like this girl. I think she's incredible. And by the time I was 15, she was my camp counselor during the summer. And, and from there on out, I would say that I called Mary, my mentor, maybe not to her face, mm. <laughs> uh, but definitely behind her back, I would call her my mentor and just looked up to her so much. And I realized that so much of what I was learning just by spending time with Mary was something that I wanted to carry with me for the rest of my life. You know, I was, I was taking so much away from that time with her by just being in her realm, you know, like it it didn't even have to be some serious conversation. It was just being around her, seeing her excitement for the things that I, I really didn't know much about at the time. And so that really fueled my excitement for mentorship at, at a young age. Um, and then from there, I, I got a career mentor because my high school Spanish teacher was, was somebody that I really looked up to Cami Solly. And she's still her and Mary both are still a really big part of my life. But I would say that, you know, Cami really changed the game for me because I not only was sitting in her classroom every single day for four years, I was learning so much about what it looked like to go to college and have a career and see something different than what I was seeing at home. Cause my parents weren't in, in education, you know, they were in, uh, my mom's a nurse and my dad works in the tech industry. And so it was so interesting for me to see something outside of that. And so I gained this passion for professional mentorship as I'm having these conversations with her of what it looks like to really jump into a career and what it looks like to go to college and experience a four-year university. So 
that was, you know, at 15 is really when I started to, to gain this excitement for not only spiritual mentorship, but for career and professional development and mentorship in that realm. And from there, you know, it's, it's been a journey, right? Like, I feel like I've taken so much away from so many different people. And I would say now I'm really big on formal mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would say that it's half organic, half mechanical for me. Like, I think mm-hmm. that so many of the relationships I have are organic, but I'm really big on having a sit down conversation and saying, Hey, I want you to be my formal mentor. I want mm-hmm. to meet up. I want to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess where I stand with mentorship now is that for every place I have a mentor, I also have a mentee. So, you know, I have a school mentor, also have a school mentee, someone who I'm, you know, teaching law school to in some degree, in some weird way. And somebody's also helping me passing down information. Um, I have a health and lifestyle mentor who I also have a mentee in and then, um, a career one and also a spiritual one. And so, yeah, I'm super stoked because I just asked my, my previous boss to be my mentor. And I'm really excited about that. I I just feel like there's so much to glean from so many different people. And mentorship is just so cool because you're able to, you know, to get to grow with someone like you're not doing it alone. And Mm -hmm. I I think that that's something so special. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I love how you said that you, you know, for every mentor, you have a mentee. Um, I think that's just, that's the way to look at it, right? Because that's what, that's what keeps it from being this, you know, mechanical transactional thing, you know, like, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? When really, no, it's like, what I'm, what I know, I want to pour into someone else. And then you have to return the favor and you have to keep that in. It's just like, you can't, you can't just hog, you know, all this knowledge, all this information, especially when it was given to you by someone. And so no one has a copyright to knowledge and information. And so it's very important to, to continue to keep that distributed. And I don't think you're ever too young uh, to be yeah. a mentor to somebody. Um, Great point. You can, I think that's, yeah, I think, I think that's a myth. Um, and I think I used to, I used to subscribe to that and was like, oh, I, I don't have anything to, to pour in it. And it's really not true. We all, regardless of how young, you know, how old, we all have a story. We all have knowledge. We all have life lessons that we've learned that could benefit someone else. And so it's just about finding that right person. And, you know, and that right person is going to find you also. And if they ask, you know, just be ready to answer and be ready to serve. Yeah, for sure. It, it, gosh, I love that. There is no copyright to, to knowledge information for sure. And, and I think that so many of us get so caught up in, I'm not skilled enough. I'm not talented enough. And, you know, I've been, I've been on a Jake Paul, a Jake Paul kick lately, um, which is funny. You know, I really don't, I don't know how I feel about the guy in general, but he's just so motivated that just watching him gets me going, you know, like I'm excited to be watching him. And, um, he was saying something along the lines of like, you know, there's some degree of narcissism that you have there that you have to have in order to have a good career, because Mm -hmm. he's like, if I didn't believe that what I was doing was good, I wouldn't have any subscribers. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he, he made his career off of getting 15 million something subscribers on YouTube. 
And he's like, I had to have some sort of, you know, not in a bad way, not narcissism. And like, I'm obsessed with myself, but narcissism in that obviously I'm, I'm doing something right. So somebody's subscribing to me. So I feel like it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you kind of have to believe that what you're doing is something that somebody younger than you would subscribe to in Mm -hmm. life, like a subscription to life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I believe that there are people that aren't in law school yet that want to be, and I've taken that journey, or I mm-hmm. believe there are people who want to start a podcast that haven't done it yet. And I'm on that journey. And so I exactly. do think that there are certain things that I can add. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's believing that you do have something valuable, believing that you do hold mm-hmm. a key to some sort of knowledge or information. Absolutely. I mean, if you've gone through the situation, you have become the subject matter expert, right? Like you mm-hmm. are an expert on how to get into law school because you got into law school, right? In your own yeah. way, but you still did it. And so like you have you have something to say, you have room to talk um, mm. and you are the, the subject matter expert in that case. But no, I, I agree. And especially with the, you know, so, so some people may cringe at the word narcissist, but absolutely, you, you absolutely have to believe that out of all the thousands of people, millions of people in the world that may be trying to do the same thing that you're doing, that you are good enough, right? That you are, what you bring to the table is different, is unique, um, and is valuable, right? And it's deserving of recognition and it's deserving of success. And that's, I mean, that's like what, that's what, that's like with sports, right? Like LeBron James, you know, he absolutely, definitely pays respect to Michael Jordan, but at the end of the day, he has to believe that he's the greatest. And Mm. a lot of people can say that, a lot of people can argue that, a lot of people will argue for that. Um, But that even goes down to any other NBA player um, or any other athlete out there. They have to, once it's their time, once it's time comes, they have to believe that they're the best at what they do and they have a room to talk. They have um, a right to be at the table. Yeah. Yeah. The space to speak up on what they feel like they know, because if they all, you know, if, if we just said, uh, you know, if somebody came to me and said, Lauren, I need your help in school. I I really want you to, you know, take a mentorship role in my life in school. And I just said, well, I didn't get a four Oh, so I'm not, I'm not the person you want to go to. Then it's like, okay, that's, that's, you know, destroying an incredible opportunity. What about my failures? Right. What about the things that I feel like didn't get me to a four Oh, like I may actually be more beneficial in, in some ways people. Yeah. So it's really having the discernment to, to recognize, you know, what, what you see in someone else. Um, there have been so many opportunities that I personally feel like I've really dropped the ball on and, and missed and, in mentorship in terms of asking someone that I really just see a light in or, or somebody that I see um, something so special about career wise and, and have dropped the ball on that. And so my new thing has just been, I'm not going to leave anything unsaid. Um, you know, my boss, my previous boss that I just asked to be my mentor, she's not huge on formal mentorship. Like she doesn't, it's not something she's super excited about. Um, I think she likes more organic forms of mentorship, you know, in the office and and maybe not outside. I could be totally wrong on that, but that was at least the vibe that I picked up. So I knew that conversation was going to be a little bit uncomfortable, right? Like I knew mm-hmm. that that wasn't going to be the most organic conversation, but I also saw something so special in her career wise that I was willing to take that risk. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to leave anything unsaid anymore. That's awesome. Yeah. That's you how know, you have to take so, it. Yeah. Well, I have a question um, for you though. How, how do you define mechanical? Like how, I guess what, what where, where's the difference between organic 
and mechanical, like, because you said you think half of it is like 50% organic, 50% mechanical. What does mechanical look like to you? I, I think mechanical is, is asking someone, like taking the mm-hmm. time to say, we are going to formally sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that organic is great. I think for, like I said, for some reason, it's like you have this special ability to make something so organic to a point where you are meeting with somebody regularly. And I just, I haven't seen that work for me. Like, I feel like I personally have to sit down with somebody and say, we're going to meet, you know, three times a year or three times a month, whatever it looks like. And, and really draw that out and outline what it looks like mm-hmm. rather than, um, just letting it go. And, you know, I think, you know, my spiritual mentors, I would say it's more organic in that sense, but mm-hmm. when it comes to, to formal mentorship for me, I'm big on, yeah, if I'm going to agree to be your mentor, it's going to be X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. We're going to be sitting down, you know, this day and, and talking about these things about these topics. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, that's, that's kind of my interpretation of mechanical. What about yourself? What do you think? Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think that's a great idea. I think I've tried to be that X, Y, Z, uh, uh, structured, but I don't think it's really, it's, it it has not worked out for me that well thus far, but no, that's that, that, I mean, it, it, it sounds like to me, it's just that form is just more organized. Right. And it's just kind of more, um, it's more structured and it just depends on the mentor and the mentee. If both operate that way, like that could work. Uh, but sometimes, you know, whether it's the mentee or the mentor, sometimes it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily the best way to go about it. And recognizing that is, is important too. And just being able to be flexible, you know, certain people just aren't going to operate in certain ways. And as a mentor or as a mentee, you have to be able to adapt and adjust too. But no, that's, that's awesome. Like that, that works. Um, that works for you. I think, I think I need to be more like that, honestly. And I need to be (laughs) more organic. So we, we got things to learn from each other. Um, so Ellie, you, you did mention that you know, it was, it was closer to your junior year that you really started to take mentorship seriously. What would you say is the thing that clicked? Like, where did your passion for mentorship Mm -hmm. come from? Uh, when I realized that I needed to get my together, um, (laughs) 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 like it was, it was just like one of those things where like, okay, like, you know, college is fun. I'm doing all these other things I'm involved in. All these, all these other things outside of college, mainly primarily young life is what I did in, uh, in college. And um, I was like, okay, like I'm coming here for a degree, what I'm gonna do after this, right? And so I was like, oh, like I need to refocus on life after college. And so that's when I really dove into that world, um, just went to all the, all the, all, like all the formal meetings, all the the things that you know the what's it called the, the office of recruitment, not recruitment, um, like career the, development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I started attending all their their meetings and every company that had a a dinner or a lunch or a showcase or whatever, I started going, putting myself out there, revising my resume, um, really just like opening myself up to that. And that's when I started realizing the importance of having a, a mentor inside of the industry. Um, mm. and, and, I, and, and once, like I think one other time too, I just went to 
this Bank of America actually was showing off their, not showing off, but they had a tour of their place um, and they invited a bunch of kids who signed up through career development to go. And that was, well, I think this was like one of my, the second, the second uh, tour that I went to. And that was really cool. I think that really clicked for me too. Cause I was like, like college is, is ending soon, right? Like, and these are people that are in their field, they're working, you know, they're successful and they're, they're doing well. And this, this, this building is beautiful. Like, how do I get here? What do I do? You know, obviously I didn't end up working at the bank as a systems engineering major, but um, you know, things, things definitely just worked out regardless. But it was one of those things where like that, that really pushed me. And that's when I got, you know, a lot of contacts, a lot of LinkedIn information. And I reached out, I reached out to almost everyone, um, took a lot of business cards and reached out to everyone. You know, some of them were more responsive, I could tell, and some of them were extra responsive. Um, and so those ones were the ones that he was like, okay, I feel like we really connected here in our conversation. And those are the ones I pursued, you know, even more heavily and then I asked them to, get lunch and, and things like that. And it, and it was just normal. It just happened. It just flowed really well. Mm. Um, there wasn't really any major setbacks with the ones that, um, that got back to me. And, you know, out of that meeting, only one kind of stuck, stuck to it. And I still follow him on LinkedIn to this day. We're not as close, but I probably haven't talked to him in like over, you know, a year or so, but, um, you know, I see his things. He sees mine. We like each other's posts and, and it was great. Cool. I love that, you know, when, when you go into these big places or when you start to realize when it hits, I'm, I'm graduating college soon, I'm entering uh, a professional setting and I'm going to have to really change. That's, that's when it clicked for you. Because I think once we realize that we can't do it on our own and that we do have a lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. that's when it's like, oh, this is something that I need. And it's going to be something that's going to be a part of my life because it will help me get on the right track, right? It will help mm -hmm. me make the right connections. And I think that that's something that so many people who are so passionate about mentorship have. Mm -hmm. um, do I believe, you know, what I was saying about Jake Paul, about how he's saying you got to be sort of a narcissist in your career, but not in your everyday life. Do I believe that, you know, as, as a law student, I'm doing what I should be doing? Yeah, I definitely believe that. But the reason why I still have a mentor and also have a mentee is because I still have so much to learn. Like I don't know everything and I'm fully aware of the fact that um, there are people that are going to be so much more successful than me. And that's, that's okay. But that's where I'm trying to get, like, I want to be, right. I want to be where they're at. And so it's cool that walking into the the bank of America building and seeing all these professionals in your head, it, it just kind of clicked of, Hey, if I want to get here, I'm going to have to make these connections as well. Yeah, and, and, and the thing about that too, the reason why I was like, I need to act because it was intimidating, right? It's intimidating mm. because you're walking in and there's all these different things going on and all these very, very smart people, right? Seemingly smarter than you that have graduated and have beat out a lot of competition and have made it here and are doing well. And they're working in these, this big space, right? This big company doing all these big things. It's like, I would be so much more intimidated if I didn't have someone on the inside to tell me it's like, okay, like this is what it looks like. This is actually what it is, right? This is how you get there. This is, 
it's not as hard as you think, right? It's not as bad as you think. It's not as intimidating as you think. Like you will get there. Trust me, I was in your shoes at one point. Almost getting that reassurance, you need that reassurance. I think that's a really important role of a mentor too, is saying that, yeah, granted that they're at, at a higher level than you, but they can provide you that reassurance of like, hey, I was in your shoes once, you can get here. And trust me, this is, and this is what I did. This is how I did to get here. And that, it just helps you. It helps you in the sense of that it just makes the, the jitteries and the nervousness kind of go away and it's less intimidating and it's more feasible and it seems more attainable because you have someone that's in, right? Someone that's personal to you mm. and that's telling you how to get there. Yeah, so, it makes it more humane almost. Like it, it mm -hmm. feels, you know, it's like, uh, it's like jumping into really cold water. Like at first exactly. it takes your breath away. It's frightening. But if you have somebody there saying, Hey, you only have 30 seconds left. Like just, just keep on swimming 30 seconds left. You're going to make it through Exactly. Um, someone coaching you through that, that experience of losing your breath. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's a game changer. Right. Yeah. I mean, imagine playing any sport without a coach. That's pretty much what it is. Like, like I'm sure you could learn, right. You could pick up you could, you, if you never had a basketball coach, I'm sure you could probably, you could probably find a way to do it, but your fundamentals are, are going to be off. Like you're, you're going to be missing so many different parts of the game, so many aspects, so many plays, so many things that is deeper than the surface, right? Of just shooting a ball in the hoop or running down the court, right? And so that, that, I think that's, I would equate you know, having a mentor is someone that is experienced, someone that is a coach that can kind of expose some things that aren't as as clear or as, um, I don't know, they're, they're not as clear, right? Mm, it's it's yeah. just, it's not as, uh, as noticeable. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, this, I think this is a good time to bring this up. So Ellie gave me incredible advice, um, about two to three weeks ago. And, mm. you know, I, I had had my exit interview at, at my previous job and, um, my boss, you know, I, I said, what can I improve on? How can I do better? And she just said, you got to learn how to be less anxious. You got to be a little bit more cool, a little bit more calm, you know? And I wasn't offended, but I just, I didn't know how to take that because in my head, I'm like, dang, my anxiety is kind of the, the driving force of why I'm so excited about my career, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it pushes me to some degree and I'm talking to Ellie and I'm just like, gosh, I don't know how I'm going to implement this advice. You know, that she, like Ellie's saying, has seen from the sidelines, like she's watching me as I'm in the game, as I'm playing mm -hmm. and she sees me doing something and, and she's able to then coach me on it. And I, I would say I'm a pretty coachable player, but I just didn't know how to incorporate that advice. And, and Ellie says to me, Lauren, she just gave you the best advice she ever could have given you because she watched you and she, she got that perspective on you as a person, you as an individual, you as a professional, and now you get to go and incorporate that advice. And so I would say, you know, sometimes coaching comes with the, you know, a lot of advice that I've gotten from my coaches or you know, when I played sports or whatever, it, it wasn't always the easiest to hear, but I can tell you right now that my shot got better, you know, or whatever it was like you better yourself through that kind of advice that somebody's watching through the sideline. And I can tell you right now, I've already incorporated that advice into my new, my new job. Yeah. Um, so it's just getting to, getting to watch somebody from the sidelines and, and say, Hey, this is, 
this is what I think you should change and having the ability to adapt and be a coachable player, you know, and, mm-hmm. and having that mindset. Yeah, that's, that's key. That's so, that's so key. Yeah. Um, so Ellie, I kind of want to talk about being a mentor and then being a mentee and what that looks like. I feel like we kind of just got into the mentee side of things. Um, so we can kind of start there, I guess, on what it looks like to, to be a mentee and what you feel like you've learned in, in being one. Mm. Yeah. So I have, I think when it comes, when it comes to being a mentor, I, I'm aware that I have a lot of, uh, you know, younger, younger people, uh, I have a lot of little cousins, right, that kind of look up to me, right, so whether or not, you know, I'm talking to them regularly, I'm very, I'm very aware that I have people looking up to me, and, you know, they're like, oh, like, that's, that's big bro, you know, so I think in that aspect, right, where it's, really nonverbal, because I, I think there is a form of nonverbal mentorship, right? And that's just the impact that you have on those yeah. around you, right? Whether that's through social media, whether that's through, you know, real life, the places and the spaces that you impact, there is a form of nonverbal mentorship that I think is probably my the biggest form of, of impact that I have in, in the mentorship space. Um, and so, with that being said, I'm very, I'm very particular about what I put out there, whether it's, you know, social media or things like that, or the type of message and the overall vibe that I put out there. I think the biggest, one of the biggest messages that I think my, my brand quote unquote puts out or my personality is just, listen, like you have one life right? Work hard, do, do what you have to do, but also have fun, right? Enjoy the life that's in front of you. Be mm-hmm. a giving person, right? Give, right? Because money, money is, is something that comes and goes. So use that money to make yourself for sure, but also other people happy that there's so much more joy in that. So be, do that, invest, you know, I think investing is a big part of what I try to put out there as well. Um, And just never stop growing, never stop learning, like be open. Um, And I think those are, those are the biggest things that to me, I think is the things that I I try to non-verbally communicate uh, just through my social media and just through the conversations that I have here and there to whoever I run into. And so when it, but when it comes to actual, you know, when it comes to actual like one-on-one mentorship, um, you know, I have my little cousin who I'll call up every now and then and he'll ask me technical questions about engineering. Like how much is this engineering made? Like how mm. much, you know, should I do this? Like, should I do that? And he's, he's, a, he's a smart little kid. He's already like, he's, he already, he's like 13 and already like I, I gave him money for his birthday and he invested that. In, in Doge actually or something like that. I don't wow. even know how he did it. There's there's some there's some there's some loophole there. But you know like he's he's already <laughs> teaching himself and s- somehow like learning and and just has this mentality of just like 
I, I want to be great. Like I want to, to know these things, you know, I have, I want to take care of my family. Um, and I want to be successful. And just again, so that, that kind of thing where it's like, okay, like this is what you need to do if you want to give you here. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you should look into software engineering. If you, if you want to be an engineer, I would advise this because this, this and that, things like that. And just teaching them from my mistakes and things that I wish I could have done differently and just pouring that directly into him. Hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how that looked like for me. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, being a mentor is just giving back to my community. Um, Love that. And, and really anyone, anyone that, you know, I follow or that I've met that wants it, right? That wants to hear my thoughts on this or my thoughts on investments or whatever, money management, finances or whatever. Because um, mm. these are all the things that I, I, would, I would say that I'm kind of, I'm passionate about. I'm, I'm I like, I like that topic and I'm really big on generational wealth and building that as well. So Ooh, yeah, these are all things that I try to push verbally and non-verbally. Yeah. 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 You're very good at the, the non-verbal side of things as well. You definitely, your brand is visible. Like you, you know what Ellie Latelli is about by having a conversation with him, which is really cool. Um, I love what you said about how you teach from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think that some of the worst mentors are the ones who are terrified of somebody quote unquote beating them. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're afraid of, of their mentee becoming more successful than them. And gosh, mm -hmm. I, I just got to say that I, yeah, I just got to say that I hope for, for all of my mentees that they are um, tenfold as, as quote unquote successful as I am oh, one yeah. day or, or right now for that matter. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm talking to somebody yeah. about law school, I, I hope, I hope that they get into Harvard or, or Yale mm -hmm. or Stanford or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm not there. And I, do I wish that I was sometimes maybe sure, but I, <laughs> right. I'm definitely going to wish the absolute best, the absolute highest for my mentees. And I think mm -hmm. that that's, that's key in being a mentor. Like you can't be afraid of somebody becoming more successful than you. Um, mm -hmm. and you have to be willing and, and vulnerable to share your faults and your failures. Like I would be a terrible mentor. You would be a terrible mentor if you weren't willing to say like, Hey, I, I really failed in this capacity mm -hmm. and I don't want you to make the same mistake. Even if it's kind of embarrassing, like I'm, I'm trying to yeah. think of, um, certain scenarios where, like, do you, do you have any examples where it's like, I definitely failed in this area. It might be like a tad bit embarrassing for me, but I'm still going to share it with you anyways, so that you can succeed in it. I'm trying to think yeah. of one. Yeah. I, I think for me in college, um, was just putting my best foot forward as far as trying to be more proactive in my life after college, like seeking internships early. Right. Mm. Um, and, and cause, cause I, I do think that if I started, if I started the space earlier and I start, started seeking out internships, you know, earlier in my college career, uh, I, I think that, you know, maybe I could have been in a slightly better position. I, I'm, I'm nowhere near, um, like I'm very grateful for where I am right now and I'm happy how things turned out, but hundred percent, I would just be like, Hey, like right off the bat, this is what you should do, right? Like, this is what you should try to do as a freshman, what you should try to do as a sophomore and as a junior. These are all things that I did not do, but you should do that. And you're gonna be better, you're gonna do better than me 
and that's what yeah. I want you to, right? And so it, things like that, um, things things that I definitely wish that I I did. But yeah, agree. Cool. I have a controversial question for you based on <sighs> your your statement. Okay. That's do right. you believe? Do you believe that people can outgrow a mentor? Like, do you do you think? Are you willing to tell a mentee, "Hey, I think I think that you're you're actually growing, and and I don't know how much more I can I can help you." What's what are your thoughts on that? This oh. is something that I haven't really explored myself, so this mm. will be a pretty um, candid conversation, as Ellie would call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I want to believe that's possible. I, again, I haven't experienced that. Um, I don't think I've gotten to that level yet. Um, but well, for one, I just, I, I don't want to look at it as a competition, right. Where I'm like, mm, I have to get ahead of my mentor and I don't know, like my, somebody, you know I mean, saying? like, so, no, but I mean like somebody come at like one of your mentees coming yeah. to you as their mentor and mm-hmm. asking for a piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Would you ever be willing to be like, I actually, I, I don't think that I can help you in this space anymore. Like, I think that you've you've outgrown what I'm able to give, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, no, I I think sometimes, you know, people ask me questions that I'm just like, listen, I want to be that for you. Like I want to give you the absolute best knowledge, but honestly, like I'm not as good. Like I'm still learning this topic with you. I'm still learning this space as much with you, but I can refer you to, so-and-so um or i can even refer you to a certain class on youtube or something like that you know what i'm saying so yeah no i I definitely agree that there are going to be moments where um you know there's only so much that i can give right there's only so much information and knowledge that i have available to give yeah Um, yeah and 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 i think i I don't think that's an embarrassing thing right if you're a mentor that shouldn't be something that you're embarrassed about that's one that's honest and that's two like that person is going to be grateful that you did that for them right so Mm. it's like it's nothing but good can come out of that and you know hopefully they see it as you not being dismissive but you just wanting uh to give them access to the best um best information. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel similarly, I think. And it's, it's also just being able to recognize, I think a lot of being a mentor is being able to self-reflect. Um, I think that, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're asking about a realm that I really don't know, or Mm -hmm. don't understand, um, I, I would be a, a really bad mentor. I think if I tried to give, advice on something that I really don't know a lot about or uh, on a space where I don't feel super confident or comfortable. And so being able to recognize, hey, that's that's actually not your strong suit. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not something that you're good at. And that's also the beauty of what I was talking about, how every area that I have a mentee, I have a mentor, because oftentimes I'll say, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, but let me refer you over to, to Cami or let me give you, you know, so-and-so's number so that you can have a conversation with them and then shoot them a quick text and say, Hey, my mentee is going to give you a call. I can't even begin to tell you how many mentees of mine have gotten jobs through my mentors, you know? Mm, um, love and, that. Yeah. So being able to, to just say like, Hey, I'm not the one who's going to be able to get you this job, but I can tell you right now, 
I, I can help you with the interview. My mentor is going to be the one to get you in the door to that interview though, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to really refer someone out. Like, I think that's so important. So, um, I, I think it's cool that we both feel similarly on that because I think it's an important skill to, to be able to own. These are the, the areas that I feel really good about. And then these are the areas that I probably won't be able to offer you the best advice on since I'm still growing in them. I love that. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ellie, let's talk a little bit about being a mentee, like give, give listeners an idea of what you feel like makes you a good mentee or what are some areas that you feel like are really important? If say people are going out and seeking, you know, mentorships, what, what should they be doing as mentees? What does that look like? What does that look like specifically for you? Yeah, I, I think as a mentee, I think I think it's important you go out you go about it with the mind right uh, the right mindset mind that's weird um, you know <laughs> I, I I think I think it's a very it's it's very important that you're going into it with good intentions um, and not as 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 I mentioned before almost like a tr- this transactional sort of thing right. Like, you're not just asking, what can I do for you? Or what can they do for me? Right? Like, yes, like, you can ask that. But at the same time, also just like be thinking back of your head, like, how can you take this information, right, apply it, and also be able to do the same thing um, that they're doing, right? Because it's all it's all a circle, it's all a loop, right? And it's all this this whole thing of life where you're giving, because I think, when I first started uh, doing this, right, and um, got my first mentor, I was just, I was just like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want them to think that they're just like doing all this for me. And, you know, I'm being, you know, like, I'm not doing anything for them. And they're like, no, like you are right. Because you are, you are, you're, you're helping me because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Like, yeah, I feel good doing this. This is not like you taking from me, right? And th- th- and that's what that was my worst fear, right? I just I didn't want to be a, a you know someone that's just like taking and not giving, like needy almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and their point is like no, like the way that you repay me, repay me, quote unquote, unquote um, is by pouring it back out, like doing the same yep. thing, keeping the cycle yeah. going. You know, it's not just a gimme, gimme, gimme pulling from all these different people and you're just retaining this um, that will never get you far at all. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, going into it, you have to, you have to go into it with that mentality. And also you have to understand that, you know, certain people who you may really want as a mentor just aren't going to be compatible with you. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. That's a very, very good point. Yeah, and and that's that's definitely okay. Nine times out of ten, actually ten times out of ten, um, it's for a good reason, right? And that's just because it's gonna set you up. You know, one rejection, you know, one person's like not as compatible, just means it's leading you. You're one step closer. You're one person away from finding that person that is compatible, mm-hmm. right? And that will be a way better relationship instead of forcing it, right? You never want to force a relate. Just like you never want to force a friendship, you don't want to for some mentorship relationship for sure um, at its at its peak it's it is organic it is 
um, you know, you guys have chemistry, both mentor and mentor. There's chemistry there. There is um, everything is 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 very. Um, I would say every everything's very um, open. You know, everything is very like it's 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 out there. Like you you know you know what the intentions are. You both are aligned in in what you're doing and what you want to do. And there's no stress. There's no you know any type of anxiety. There there shouldn't be really an anxiety going into it, right? It's a good point. And I, I I I get it at first. You're you're kind of nervous. Oh, you know, it's a mentor, a high person, but that that should go away relatively soon because you know they should make you feel that you deserve to be there right you deserve to to be able to glean this knowledge you know take this knowledge from them and they should make you be able to feel as comfortable as possible um and you should be able to do the same thing when it comes your time to so yeah i i, I think I, I think it's it's like treating any type of relationship you'd never want to force um um yeah and, and just 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 be patient obviously be patient um be resilient um and then when you're in it don't you know don't be shy don't don't hold back right really ask those questions that you really th that you probably can't ask anyone else right that you you probably not going to be able to ask your boss right you probably you don't want to ask your boss's boss or your teammates or mm. for whatever reason you know you don't want any any messiness going on because even if it's like a personal you know personal to your job right if someone on your teammate does something wrong to you right and maybe you don't want to address said teammate about it and you want to know what you should do in that situation maybe you don't want to get your boss involved that's what the mentor is for right and that person can let you know like hey you are in the right this is what you should do you should do this and you should report that and whatever and so just just be be honest be open um and really take advantage of 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 that and a, a good mentor will never make you feel bad for asking a question. There, there are no dumb questions. Yeah, very true. So. Very true. Well, and also just realizing too that, uh, you know, putting on a facade in front of a mentor really isn't doing much for you. You know, mm -hmm, exactly. um, as a mentee, you want to be as as vulnerable and open and honest for the reasons that Ellie just mentioned because really that's that's when we're able to grow the most is is when we take a moment to recognize that we don't know everything and that we really need the help you know like mm -hmm. we need we need the guidance we need the help and in order to to get the best guidance that we can possibly get it has to be done organically and and through vulnerability otherwise it's not going to be all that it could be you know we wouldn't be taking the most out of it exactly yeah i would say i would say for me it's you know, being a mentee, I look at it as something that empowers me, right? Something that's super mm. empowering, but not su something that I'm dependent on. Mm. Um, I think that it becomes not a great mindset to be in when you feel like you are dependent on mentorship. Like I am only who I am because of my mentors. And to some degree, that is true. Like I, I am who I am because of so many of my mentors, but um, I've also done the work, you know, I've also done the work and, and gotten to where I'm at. And so not becoming dependent on that, knowing like, I don't, I don't need mentorship necessarily, but I want mm -hmm. it. I want it to study me. I want it to, to serve as, 
guidance, all of those things. It's, it's so important. And so for me, being a mentor has really been about shaping my mindset and, and taking a moment to recognize, you know, I grew up playing sports. And so I've always felt like I'm somebody that's coachable. If somebody, I, I say that I'm the best at taking criticism. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how difficult some sort of criticism might be. I'm going to take it. I'm going to implement mm-hmm. it with mm-hmm. a grain of salt, obviously, but I think that it's so important to learn how to be someone that's coachable, someone that is able to take criticism and um, implement it into our lives. And so I think that that's, that's been my biggest thing as a mentee, but also just recognizing that, you know, there, there's so much to learn and, and so much to glean from other people. And I think I actually posted on Geared Towards Growth the other day and, and said this, you know, I think that the most successful people are on the planet, you know, we think of like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whoever it may be. I think that they carry around this awareness of, I don't know everything. And mm-hmm. I think even these people that we would consider to be the most successful on the planet are, are people that carry this awareness of, you know, I, I need mentorship to, to be successful. I need other people uh, to, to walk this road with me. Um, and then the last thing I would say, this kind of goes off of Ellie's point is, gosh, our generation tries so hard to be cool. You know, like, I, I don't know what it is, but our generation is, is desperate to, to fit in and, and be cool. And I'm so over it. I'm so tired of it. Um, I was listening to Kevin Hart speak and, and Kevin Hart is super big into generational wealth. He's doing some incredible things in um, low income communities and is, is just mm using so much of his platform to teach people about what it looks like to, to be someone who is seeking a financially stable future. And so that's, that's really where he pours into people and mentors, but he was talking about how he's at this big party, you know, it's, it's him and a bunch of people and he's, he's in a crowd with all of his buddies and um, it's a pretty low key thing, but Jeff Bezos walks in and Kevin immediately is like trillionaire, you know, he's super excited. He wants to talk to him. And, um, all of his friends are like, Kev, chill, man, like chill, calm down. And Kev was like, what are you talking about? You know, like what, what are you talking? Like what? Because I'm hungry for information. There's a problem. And they're like, it's not that kind of party, bro. You know, it's not that kind of party. You don't need to go and, uh, and talk to him. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to talk to you. And Kevin Mm -hmm. says in that moment, he took his wife's hand and he walked over and he said, Hey Jeff, I'm Kevin. It's so nice to meet you. And Kevin said in that moment, he realized that so many people are so desperate to fit in and be cool that they actually miss these incredible opportunities right in front of them to, to learn more and to grow. Yeah. And that just, that really resonated with me. I'm sometimes, you know, I'm so focused on being cool that I'm like, I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to ask, but again, I'm not going to leave anything unsaid. And I, I think it's just so important to, you know, be a little bit uncool, right? Like, we don't know everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's the whole reason you're seeking after someone who, who knows more than you is to grow. And so being able to ask, being able to step out of your comfort zone and, and not be so focused on, you know, what, what makes me look good to this person. Um, yeah. and, and the same even goes for mentorship. You know, I don't, I don't need to look cool to, to my mentees. If anything, I just want to give them, um, powerful advice, powerful guidance. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, Ellie, I guess where I want to leave this, because uh, it looks like we're kind of running out of time, I guess just talking about reaching out to a mentorship and then what a first session would look like. If if you're listening to this episode and you know, you're know you're getting riled up, you're getting excited about maybe getting a mentor, um, I guess I kind of want to just give you somewhere to start on that. Like where, where would we give someone advice to start on 
how to get a mentor or, or a mentee, you know, how do, Mm -hmm. how do I get a mentee? I feel, um, Mm -hmm. that I'm good in these spaces. I want a mentee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, first of all, like if that's where you are right now, like congrats, that's really big. First, first step is, you know, acknowledging where you are and where you want to be. So that's awesome. Um, but two, I, I would say, um, I would say just start looking at spaces where someone that you would want to be your mentor would probably be, right? So it's whatever industry that you're in. I get it, like we're kind of still in COVID and things are like starting to, you know, kind of come out a little bit. So maybe there's not as much events or showcase, whatever company showcase, but just be be aware, right? Be aware of there's still a lot of like virtual conferences and virtual things like that going on. Just be aware of the industry, right? And be aware of, just try to look up certain things that may be happening around you and occupy those spaces, whichever way that looks. So whether it's, you know, buying a, you know, a, a, a ticket to a forum or a, a speaking engagement or something like that, right? Where you know that these types of people will be there. Like go, like make the investment. It, it'll it be worth it, you know? Don't, don't even really think about the cost, right? Like, I mean, granted, if you can't, you can't, but if you can afford to, right? Look, in, look into that. But a lot of these things are free, right? And a lot of these yeah. showcases and just different events, whether it's like virtual, you know, info session or speaking engagements, things like that. Look, look for these spaces. Um, and, you know, whether you do it virtually or whether you do it in person, uh, just shoot your shot, <laughs> you know, yeah. like get, get an email out there, get a, find a business card. Right. And if they don't know, or if they don't, have access to what whatever you may be looking for, you know, ask them if they can refer you to someone else and things like that. And, it, and it's just, it's just, hey, like, I, I really like what you said here. Um, I really want to try to be where you are uh, in, in however many long years, like, I like what you're doing. And I would really love to learn more about what you do people love talking about themselves right people so actually true. people actually really yes. love talking about what they do how they got there like they they kind of want to brag right yeah. and so if you're just like hey this is I love what you did here I love what you said about this or like hey like I saw your in your I saw your LinkedIn and it just is really interesting do you mind talking to me a little bit more about Da, 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 or like this project, things like that. I guarantee you most people, like if they have time um, and if they don't, they'll probably find time, they're, they're gonna respond to you, right? Uh, and the worst they can say is like, no, sorry, I don't have time, you know? And no one's that mean. And if they are, then like, you don't deserve them, right? Like they don't deserve yeah. vice versa. Um, yeah, so, so just, again, just look for these spaces, right? Wh- whichever way that looks like, go virtual and get their information and shoot an email, shoot a LinkedIn DM. Um, and yeah, and, and best of luck. If, if you're looking, if you're searching someone, you will attract it, right? Like if, you know, if searching, you will find uh, mm-hmm. essentially like that, that will come full circle. Um, it's a law, law of the universe. So 
That's great. That's great advice. And Ellie's so right. You know, odds are people are going to be really excited that you're asking them to, to play a role in their life in, in a mentorship capacity. And, um, it's nothing to be super, super nervous about. Right. I think that it is really important that you aren't, you know, that you're making sure, I think Ellie mentioned this early that their, their interests align with yours. Uh, I think that all of the people who I ask to be my mentors are people who I notice something that I am deficient in. Um, so I know that, I know that some of my mentors wouldn't mind if I name drop. So one of my mentors, his name's Ryan. And one of the reasons that I asked Ryan to be my mentor is because he is a very prolific speaker. And he is also someone who is, uh, gosh, I, I don't know the right word. I guess I would say aggressive about his career. Um, super motivated guy. And I would say I'm really motivated, but Ryan is, you know, go, go, go constantly. And everything he does is targeted towards how can I make my career better? You know, um, he just, just small tips that he was giving me where I would have never thought of, you know, it's like these everyday life things. Like one of the tips Ryan gave me was use your middle name, right? Like, um, every, everything that you do should have your middle initial on it because it's, it's a professional tactic, especially in, um, the legal world. And so that's something, obviously I know nothing about, but Ryan mm. seems to really know how to incorporate great, uh, just, just everyday life advice and make it professional. And so that was why I asked him to be my mentor. Cause I know nothing about that. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, I would not go to, to somebody who, uh, you know, is, is in a different, com uh, a completely different realm of law than I want to practice or, or something like that. You know, it, it mm -hmm. wouldn't make much sense. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that your, your interests align with whoever it is that you want to make your mentor, because you are going to be, you know, you are who you hang out with. You are going to, uh, mirror certain, certain qualities, um, of, of your mentor. And yeah. so we are reflections of the people who, who mentor us. So that's something super important to, to keep in mind is that, you know, we aren't here to take, 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 like Ellie was saying, but to some degree, I hope to take away a lot of the things that I'm deficient in from the people that I choose as my mentors, because I've done it strategically, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've made a strategic choice to make this person my mentor because I see that they, something that I am super deficient in, they have a lot of. And so being able to, to mirror that, just knowing, going into it with the mindset of, I'm probably becoming a going to become partially a mirror of this person. Are they someone that I want to be like, Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with mentorship, but I think that there are people that at a certain time in my life, I would have said, I really want them to be my mentor. And as time went on, I kind of watched them and, and spent more time with them. Mm -hmm. And then just like, yeah, this isn't someone I want to be like, you know, exactly. this is not, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so, I'm so glad you brought up that point because yeah, I, I think you, as a mentee also knowing your worth also means like knowing when this is not it for you. Right. If you see yes. something that's like a red flag, you don't, you don't have to stay there. You don't, you have no obligation. Right. If there's something that's a red flag or something that's against what you're about, then yeah, don't, because like you said, we, we really are, there's a saying like we're we're a culmination we are a mosaic of every person that we ever interact to right mm. and some people have a bigger space right a bigger painting uh 
uh, in that mosaic or a bigger part of that mosaic. And so whoever you're, you're choosing to have the most impact on you is probably going to reflect the most. And if someone that, you know, someone that you consider your mentor is having a, probably doesn't have the best reflection or it has, doesn't have something that you're about, right? Something that seems off and you don't want that to reflect on you, then like, don't, don't engage in that, right? Don't continue mm. to, to engage with that. Also know your worth. And um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Knowing, knowing who you are as a person and saying, hey, this doesn't align. I'm just going to take a guess with Ellie and say that if he meets up with somebody who isn't super uh, people oriented and doesn't know how to hold a conversation that he wouldn't, he wouldn't make them his mentor. Am I, am I right on that Ellie or am I wrong? Yeah, because it's, it's just so much a part of who I am. Right. Yep. And so, yep. but maybe I, I, I'll never say no, just because maybe they might be very good. Like you mentioned before, some people might be very good at something that you're not right. And mm. you see that. And so maybe everything else is checks off, right. There's no, moral issue there's nothing like something that's you know vastly different from me as far as my core beliefs but you know if they're not as social but they're really good at so and so then yeah yeah like I'll, I'll definitely glean from where I can and learn from them where I can and um you know and yeah and, and take that so I'm you, you can't you also can't be too picky they don't not everything has to fit exactly um yes. because then if you're if you're just looking for you know an extension of yourself then you're kind of limiting how much growth and how much more skills you can develop because it's mm, just so good you know it's, it's narrow yeah. so it's 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 important to also be open-minded that the different types of people that exist can also offer different types of skills that you normally probably wouldn't have access wow. to. I love that. I love that. Like, that's such good advice. We have to yeah. be more open-minded about, about scenarios that we're going into situations and in people so that we can really take away the most from them. Exactly. Ellie and, I, and then the last piece of advice, um, Ellie and I kind of have, I, I wouldn't say we still talk to him a ton, but I would call him a shared mentor because we both have taken away things from him in the past. I'm not sure if he knows who I'm thinking of, but he ha he always says his thing is rule number one. Ellie, do you know it? Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Rule number one, don't <laughs> be weird. Exactly. And so just don't be weird. Like I I'm pretty sure um, a previous guest on the podcast said that, like, just don't be weird trying to get mm. a, a mentorship or um, you know, don't be like chasing people down to, to be their mentor. I think that it's important to remember that it really is something that's organic and it can be nonverbal, you know, trying to just set an example for the people that you're around. Something as simple as saying, I'm going to smile today, even when, you know, even when I get thrown a really crappy project at work or whatever mm -hmm. it is, just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to be a good mentor to, to people nonverbally and, and informally in that I'm just going to, to, you know, be, be who I am and, uh, yeah. and be a good example. So, yeah. So I think that that, that kind of wraps up, uh, what me and Ellie want to talk about today, but I'm super mm -hmm. thankful that you were able to be on the show, Ellie. And, uh, I just, I feel like there's, there's so much for people to glean in, in mentorship and in what, you know, we, we talk about with mentorship on a daily basis, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lauren, I'm so glad you invited me. Um, I, I, I love this conversation. Um, 
but yeah, I'm also excited for, you know, all of your listeners and people maybe that may be diving into this world and really thinking seriously about it. Um, you know, just, just go for it. It's, it's not as scary. It's really not intimidating. Um, and it just shows that you're, you're, you're on a good path to your, you're taking the right steps and, and you're, this is probably the most critical, the most critical skill that you'll develop is learning how to learn from other people, right? And yeah. how to, and how to grow with other people. And so. It's a critical skill for sure. Yeah. So, so we got to develop it, learn how to use that muscle now and, and get good yeah. at it. Exactly. Well, thanks Ellie. Seriously, this has been the best. Thank yeah. you so much for listening, everyone. I hope that everybody has a good rest of their day. And Ellie, thank you again. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, everyone.